What's the worst that could happen? Like, if I did the thing right now that I wasn't supposed to do? Does that even change my road to WrestleMania? I'm gonna buy a ticket. Well, screw it. I challenge The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. So, so I was told that this was impossible, even though, even though the fan in me wants to see this, right? I was told it was impossible and I just accepted it. I never asked why. Why is it so impossible? Because the, the WWE executives? Wait, no, 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 no. Because, because if they were to rain on a parade, they'd shut my microphone off right now, they'd escort me out, and just like Roman, I'd be suspended. So, we're gonna clear the air right now and try this again. I challenge The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. I challenge The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. I challenge The Undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. Mike's still on. I'm still here. It ain't the WWE. And it ain't any of you keeping that from happening. There is one individual keeping a match at WrestleMania with The Undertaker from happening. And that's The Undertaker. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio. Justin, here's the show that never stops. A show that is always the tops. The definitive podcast cream of the crop. I'm the janitor cleaning up other podcasts with a mop. A show that makes the ladies scream, the men holler, and the dogs bark. Thanks for joining us, folks. It's another wrestling podcast. Welcome to Top Marks. Did you write that? Yeah. That's your own little freestyle? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's good. You like it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I very much enjoyed that. I feel, uh, Justin, it is a a sunny day here in Vancouver. should have dropped a beat underneath that. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's, uh, you know... Here, here. You can do it. No, I'll do it in post. Oh, okay. No, so I they probably won't, won't actually. <laughs> oh, here. If you do a beat right now, I'll rap about top marks. <laughs> me and JMO record the show. Listen to me rap. Listen to me go, go, go. All day and night, talk about WWE. Take a bow, yo. Take a knee. Colin Kaepernick. They're good friends. When will this rap end? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like that's, Justin said, that's how every good rap ends, right? With the magician uh, style. Ta-da! Yeah, I think I listen to a lot of rap music, and generally speaking, all the greats anyway: yeah. Tupac, Biggie, Lil Dicky. Nice. They all do. Yeah, that's right. They all yeah. do uh, that. Ta-da! <laughs> that was pretty good uh, beat making you did there. Oh, thank you. I I didn't know you had that in you. I have some skills here and there. You got anything else I don't know about you? Mm, uh, a few things. Can I'm you sure? Can you do magic? No. Oh, are you jealous of people who can? I can do, like, card tricks. Really? But that's, like, counting tricks, you know? Yeah, someone who doesn't it's know like, how to count, those seem far beyond me. It's like, put, it's like if I'll give you a card. Okay. And you will, and, well, you, I don't know. I can't even remember the trick. Yeah, exactly. sounds, it sounds awful. It's, it was like, it's like, 
Never mind. Forget about it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to your favorite magic and This Is Us (laughs) podcast. That's right. It's Top Marks, another wrestling program. Justin, I'm kidding. What is it that we do do? Each and every week, you and I break down the top three stories in the world of professional wrestling for a maximum of how long, Joshua? Exactly 15 minutes. Which is also the length of what? I could only call it a WCW TV title match. Oh my goodness. Correct on both counts. It's good to be right, baby. It sure is. Uh, Except we're going to do something a little different this week. Tell me about it. Because we had one round planned out here, uh, but we also got a ton of listener questions about that topic. That's right, yeah. And we also have another round that is going to go longer than 15 minutes because we're joined once again on the program by our... Should we call him a hashtag good friend? He's definitely a hashtag good friend. I think at this point, it's his third appearance on Top Marks. Rob Russo is back. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, what are we talking about with Rob? We're going to talk about, well, really a whole cycle and saga. On Monday, the, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but the WWE announced a women's battle royal, sort of the equivalent to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the ladies. Uh, but they called it the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. I think that's what they called oh, it. Oh, yeah. And everybody loves money. So, like, well, Moolah is a Justin, great thing. Justin, no, no. Here comes the Moolah. Well, Justin, will you start? Here we uh, go. <laughs> moolah, Moolah, Moolah. Well, moolah, 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 Moolah. I'm not going to give away what we talk about in the round, but dala, indeed dala. things do not turn out so fabulous. Oh, what? For the WWE. And then Justin in uh, what would oh, be? They didn't name it after money. No. That's a woman's name. Correct, yeah. And uh, she's horrible. It turns out. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I can't wait to learn more. Rob will fill us in. And then, Justin, in the only other round this week, we're going to uh, recap what I could only call uh, an absolute crackerjack, amazing, all-time great pay-per-view. It actually was pretty good. I guess we could talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't like it? Why don't we save it for the round? I Fast had, lane. I had low expectations, but uh, I thought it was a very good show. I had low expectations and uh, agree that a fast lane did happen, and I watched <laughs> it. I saw each match, and with my eyes, I took in the visual content. All right. It's like that, huh? That's right. Yeah, that's how it and was for me. that's the way it is. You're loving singing today. Ta-da! Uh, for those of you who may not know how that <laughs> song ends. Yeah, it's like all great. a good magician, ta-da. It's like all great rock songs. They just <laughs> the, they have the outro, and then... Ta-da! Yeah, I mean, all the greats. Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Little Dicky, the Beatles. They all they all love it. Yes. All the great rockers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Justin, maybe you're in such a musical mood today because we're here in Studio Skyloft, a place that's almost exclusively windows, and I think we're experiencing currently the nicest day of the year in so far, certainly this year, and the nicest day in what feels like a year. Yeah. Do you feel sort of... Uh, I'm energized by the sunlight. Definitely, yeah. right? I feel the same. I so. need water and sunshine. Oh, you're like a plant. I'm like a succulent. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what is a succulent? Because I know people refer to them as little like plants you put in your house. Like a little cactus, except it doesn't have any prickles on it. It's like a desert plant. Oh, it sounds awful. Yeah. People like them, though, a lot. They're yeah, like, oh. they're easy to take care of because it's a desert plant. Yeah, you don't well. have to water it all the time. Well, folks, nothing truly great is easy, okay? So yeah. you got to work for that. So, Justin, uh, <laughs> we, we got anything we need to talk to you off the top uh, I don't know. There was a couple things, I think, all that right. happened this week. I mean... I'd, actually, I don't know. I, I don't think anything happened this week. Yeah, I think we should probably just move on. To hey, the wait just uh, a second here. Uh, who's that? Hey, you know who it is. Joshua, oh. good to see oh. you again, my hey, friend. Gil. Hey, Gil. It's Gil. It's old Gil here. Yeah. Back, back again. Yeah, old piece of shit, Gil. Oh, you little bastard. <laughs> Hey, uh, how, so how was your week since we last spoke, Gil? I'm infuriated. Oh, what are you mad about? A lot of people are wishing that I die online. Well, Gil, I gotta admit, I think most of the death wishes are coming from me. I yeah, feel like you our, son of a bitch. Well, I, I'm here to give you a good ass kicking. Uh, well, I, I don't like your chances, Gil. <laughs> Ow! <laughs>
Take that, you <laughs> fucking asshole! First of all, you're so crass. Uh, okay, Gil, so so let's just get it out of the way. You're going to force your way out of the show every week. What, what do you want to ask this week? I'm actually one? not uh, infuriated about the death threats. Oh, okay. The, the, I understand. I, I'm a public figure. <laughs> I've made myself open to the people okay. by being on this program. Yes. And if... My role on the program. No one invited you, though. Like, you just showed up. Look, I, I don't want I'm you I'm an integral part of the program. No? Yes. Okay, go on. Yes. And if my role in being here means that people are going to react negatively to me. They are if you're going to be an aggressive dickhead. And, and my opinions. They are bad. And so be it. <laughs> no, you're fine with it. That's just a consequence of being a public figure. <laughs> As we all know, I am now. Uh, all right, Gil. What, what, what can we do for you this week? What I am mad about. Yeah. Uh, you you boys ever uh, read the Wrestling Observer Newsletter? I was a subscriber from, I think, 2007 to 2010 or 11 or so. That's why you've never had sex, you fucking virgin. <laughs> well, you didn't need to bring that up on the show. <laughs> what, listen, there's nothing wrong with being a 29-year-old virgin, Gil. No, I suppose not. Just kidding, Gil. I fuck all the time. No, you don't. I do. I live in your vents, too. I see. You live in my vents? I live in all the vents. Okay, well, that's comforting. I'm peering in in your building, too. I'm just saying you could record at Studio Beard How 5. I'd still be on the show. All right, Kel, what about the Wrestler Observer Newsletter? Yeah, they published their 2017 listener or a subscriber voted awards yeah, this boy. week. Those sucked ass. It's fucking terrible. It's oh, we like, agree. It's like, do these people even watch wrestling? Yeah, for those of you who may have not seen, uh, as Gil so kindly pointed out here, the, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter does an annual best of the year list. So this is for 2017, and Dave Meltzer yeah. published this this week. And as we all know, Oh, Josh, hey, Justin. I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? Oh. As we all know, and Gil, thank you so much for popping in. I completely forgot about this. No problem, buddy. Wait, Gil, you like Justin? Uh, you know, he left some craft dinner out on the stove last <laughs> night, and I had a feeding time. That's where my leftovers went. You got it. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Uh, got a dynamic. Well, yeah, as we all know, Josh, yeah. uh, WWE sucks ass. It's horrible. This, it's the worst thing in all of wrestling, basically. This list just reads as... People looking down the list, putting anything New Japan at number one. Okada, of course, as we all know, is the greatest wrestler who's ever lived. Which is not true. Um, being the Elite is not the best weekly show. <laughs> yeah, Being the Elite was the ranked third as best television show. Best weekly show. And Raw was ninth. <laughs> number one? And at New Japan on Access. Hey, <laughs> the, the, I love watching NJPW on Access. Oh, do you really, go? It's my favorite show. And after that, probably WWE Experience. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those are similar shows. They're just highlight packages. I love recap shows where I watch things that already happened. Well, Gil, you must genuinely love those shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, to, to think that, though, is, I mean, it's basically... A little something like this. I love the Beatles. Yeah, so do I. What's your favorite Beatles album then? Tough one. I think I'd have to say the best of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what it's like. Uh, we, uh, Justin, we're not doing a round on I'm not going to go through this whole list, but uh, it's well worth looking up, folks. There's some good laughs. Can to be I had just in say, 
I'm, Go ahead. You, take the floor. You can come at me if you want. No, take the floor. Anybody out there can come at me. Even Gil, you can come at me. What's your Twitter handle, JMO? If at Justin get... Morris. Yeah. I'm going to say, Kazuchika Okada? Yep. He's not all that. Whoa, okay. He's not the best wrestler in the world. No, I agree with that. He's sure. boring. Oh, okay. I don't like him. Whoa, okay, JMO. He wouldn't like even this. make my top 10. Oh, well, that doesn't, that's not that elite. Would he make your top 25? I mean... Still, maybe not. Right. I don't know. I just, I don't think he's that good, man. He's the Roman Reigns of NJPW. So I'm going to say this, Justin. I think that you might, so while I don't agree necessarily, I don't love Okada, but I don't think I'm as far down the ranks as you, but I am going to say, I think history is going to prove you like more correct than wrong. The I, Omega I, matches are unbelievable. Yeah, because of Kenny. It could well be, but you can't get a match that good on a one-sided That's dance. That's true. But I do, I, I think that when you talk about, they have him on Dave Meltzer's list as the it was wrestler of the year and best wrestler. Or yeah, he's like wins all the wrestling. Awards. Yeah, any any singles male wrestler award, he is the winner of, and that feels completely wrong to me. And I, I don't know really what people would be basing that off of, besides the Omega matches. And with which case, Omega the matches outside of those Omegas are better than Okadas. Yeah. So I'm not sure how you arrived there. I'm kind of with you there, Jamal. I, I, I didn't like the Naito match. Sure. And I liked I've liked every other Naito match I've seen. Right. So who's the bad ingredient there? I mean, you'd have to say Okada. Probably the, probably the boring guy who doesn't do anything for the first fucking 20 minutes of his... Maybe it's that he's too stuck in the main event style yes. of NJPW where nothing happens for the first 20 minutes. He never gets to wrestle for, like, less than 45 minutes. Or actually, Osprey, I think, was only, like, a 25-minute match, but I didn't really like that he match. He should have, like, 15-minute matches. It'd be good to see, just to see, like, a different side of him, because that... Yeah. So I, I mean, we talked about this off the air, but, like, that's why... The third Omega match is great because it pushes pace right from the beginning because they like don't have down. an hour. Yeah. I was talking to one of my customers this week, and he said that the third one is his favorite Omega Okada match. And I think and when he explained it basically for those reasons, I was like, yeah, I, c I could get there. I'm just sick of this guy. I'm, okay. not, I'm not just, like, sick of him, but sick of being told, like, having it forced on me. That this is the pinnacle of wrestling, right? right. Yeah, I think that's that's an extremely fair. He's statement. not. Whoa. Okay. All right. I feel now. And what about the pants? Pants are terrible. I know some people think that it's like, why are you criticizing the pants? They don't matter. He looks a hundred thousand times better in the trunks. He just does. He's I don't a, know what to tell he's you. A goof. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go, Justin. Yeah. So well, if you want to defend Okada. By all means, find me on Twitter at Justin Morris. And if you want to do uh, anything else to do with the show, you can head to patreon.com slash topmarks. That's where you can uh, give us money for more of this content. We have a bonus episode where we watch the first NXT TakeOver coming out in the next couple weeks here. Uh, we will not be super high on edibles for that one. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. I might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're think we want to be joined by a guest for that, too. We'll see. What yeah, we'll we let you know after we record it, I guess. Mm. But uh, that's coming down the pike. That's right. And, of course, you can always come on down and watch Monday Night Raw, if you're in Vancouver, at the Penny at Commercial and Gravely. And we, uh, they're, they're really getting on board with this. I see the they, poster. They, they're making posters. They're promoting the hell out of it. They want to do some contests, some giveaways for it as well. I love it. And I, uh, I, I came up with an idea for a contest. Oh. Which I don't even know if it's official yet, but I, when I brought it up to management, management certainly liked it. Uh, so I'll just, I'll just throw it out there right now. Yeah, say it. If you show up to the Penny... On Mondays between four and eight, when we watch WWE Experience, and yeah. then 
Raw right after. Yeah. Uh, Your fa- Gil's favorite from show. Four to eight. Well, Gil's always there. He loves WWE yeah, experience. That's where I met Gil first time. And <laughs> then, let him move into uh, your home? Well, I didn't let him, but he's like uh, he's like the, the the fluke man or whatever. The, <laughs> lu- the Luke. Uh, I can't even remember. It's just a monster from early X Files. It's a nice. A dude who like can turn into slime basically that's a nice comparison yeah i'll i think it's the fluke man okay well, yeah there you go he's well stretchy and stuff there's he probably one listener into... responding to that reference yeah, that's good, good good season one x-files reference real deep uh <laughs> regardless if you show up to the penny on monday from four to eight when we're watching raw and you show up wearing a wrestling t-shirt oh wow okay so already i'm i'm i have everything needed you will receive a free beer what? One free beer for showing up to watch Raw in a wrestling t-shirt. Wait, does that count for me? Sure. Well, I'll definitely... I might just come and have the free beer and keep watching the rest of it at home. I, it's up the street from my house. Well. <laughs> does that work? If you leave, I won't be very happy about it. But if you come in with a wrestling t-shirt on, you get a free beer. That's a hell of a deal, yeah, Justin. There now, you go. Now that we've got all that out of the way, how about we go talk to a great wrestling mind? We'll go talk to our hashtag good friend. We'll go talk to Rob Russo. In round number one. Round one. Fight. Josh, we are joined once again here. Uh, every time something happens in WWE that's... Uh, Maybe not necessarily kosher. Yeah, something that's a little tricky that yeah, we have to some, navigate. Some, something a bit over the line when they have inten- unintentionally, or intentionally, we don't know, really. It could be both. Uh, offended a lot of their audience. One gentleman comes to join us every single time. There's only one person we can have for this. Absolutely. He is our professor of the problematic, <laughs> which is a lot better than calling him our problematic professor. <laughs> True. Rob Russo rejoins us here on Top Marks. Rob, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me again, guys. I'm the three-time, three-time, three-time <laughs> Top Marks appearance. That does guy. make you the champion of Top Marks guests, I yeah. think. So uh, defend that belt, I suppose. I, I intend to. <laughs> uh, Justin, why, why are we having Rob on today? What is problematic that the WWE is doing? Well, you know what? I think uh, you're going to make some more appearances over the, over the years here, Rob, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think WWE is ever going to stop stepping in their own shit, basically. Yeah, uh, that's a good beat. <laughs> you're never out of work. But this week yeah. on Monday, uh, they announced that they would be doing a, a, a women's equivalent of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and they decided to name their uh, Battle Royal in memory after the fabulous Moolah, which, Rob, if you're like me, if you're someone who's only aware of Moolah through uh, her presentation in, like, the Attitude Era as being, like, you know, riding shotgun with Mae Young, those two kooky old ladies who are hanging around, then that seems like something that maybe makes sense for them to do. Uh, But why is this, uh, you know, a a kind of PR nightmare? Well, I I mean, people were were freaking out a lot because, yeah, as you said, I mean, she's – had a long, long history with the company. I know, like she was worked with Vince's father and Vince from young age. She was, she really was a, an integral figure in launching women's wrestling and women's wrestling in WWF, WWE. Um, but basically, she was basically known for almost turning because she was in charge of a lot of female wrestlers, training them, sending them to different promotions to compete on different cards where they would usually be the one woman match on an all-male card 
and she basically turned uh, many of her uh, protégés, I guess, into kind of glorified sex workers, uh, sending them to different promotions where they would be expected to sort of trade sexual favors to the promoters there um, in exchange for whatever, and kind of had kind of an iron grip on on the world of female wrestling that she she defended rather ruthlessly. Uh, so people, I think, rightfully kind of freaked out when they they announced that they were going to be naming the the women's battle royal after her and especially how it's kind of tied into this whole general theme of like women empowerment and uh (laughs) the women's revolution and all that that's what i think gets under people's skin because really she couldn't be further removed from that movement you know like she uh, is almost a figure of like you said like holding people back and 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 this uh you know culture of uh, sexual exploitation that we see in entertainment, whether it's you know all this shit coming down around Harvey Weinstein or you know uh, it's it it obviously has gone back a great distance, and it is disappointing to know that uh, you know someone who has been held up as a, a feminist icon within wrestling was a huge part of that, and and profiting off of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's... I read David Shoemaker's book last year, and he goes into quite a bit of detail about uh, the not-so-fabulous moolah, as he calls her. And and the more you dig in, she's worse than I actually knew. Like, like you alluded to, Rob, it was pretty out there that they were working and giving sexual favors for no money. It was in exchange for the training that she would give them and the bookings and exposure, which, as a musician, Rob, I'm sure you got uh, offered exposure payment uh, somewhat well, often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if only landlords would accept exposure for, uh, for <laughs> monthly rent. Yeah, that's what Vice pays you for your columns, right? In exposure. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Um, basically just doing me a favor. So, so there was some backlash exiting Monday Night Raw this week, and when I say some, I think uh, it was actually quite a bit more than more than I was expecting. Uh, does that make you feel positive, Rob, about sort of where the WWE fan base is right now, at least as it exists online? I think so, and this is something that we touched on I, the first time I was on the show, really, in that I think the modern wrestling WWE audience is quite progressive. It's a lot more progressive than I think people. Uh, just assume when they think of what a stereotypical uh, wrestling audience is. For sure. Uh, there's a lot of like progressive young women who are into wrestling. Uh, and yeah, and people that are going to call out these kind of things when they happen and not just allow WWE to do the, what they always do, which is rewrite history <laughs> and sort of prevent their fictional version of history uh, at the detriment of like the actual reality of, of, what, of what happened. Now, I feel like when we've talked about this before... Uh, and I agree with you that that I do think wrestling as as a fan base is a lot more progressive than it gets credit for. A lot of times, what I'm told in response to that idea is like, "Oh, it's just like we live in our own little Twitter bubble. We see the fans that we want to see, and like the rest of it is probably just as scuzzy as you would imagine." But I actually don't think that is true. Uh, I think the live audiences would sort of fly in the face of that. It really depends regionally where they are, don't you think, Rob? I think so. But, I mean, you know, like we've seen with the success of Velveteen Dream and, and things like and and just the, the way that fans all over the place have embraced this women's revolution and embraced watching women's wrestling be, be taken seriously, I think it's sort of indicative that it maybe if people aren't, you know, if the wrestling audiences aren't already completely progressive, I think it's starting to move in that direction. And people, even people that are maybe politically not quite there, are being pulled in that direction as well. 
just kind of like the opposite of uh, what you would expect, basically, as, you know, wrestling is thought to be this, like, right-wing entertainment form uh, that, you know... Exists in the South. Yeah. Well, and it is in many ways. It is. Mm -hmm. And this is something, this whole Mula thing has, like, it raises a really interesting question because there's been kind of a, a backlash to the backlash as well. And some people that I like and respect are kind of saying, like, okay, well, why are you mad about this? But you're not mad about how they celebrate name a figure from pro wrestling history, right? Right. And and that's when it gets really tricky because, and this is something that I've tried to argue before too, is like if you try to just purge every single problematic figure from the pro wrestling canon, you're going to be left with nothing. You yeah. Know? Roddy you're, Piper and no one else. Be, yeah. No, and Bret Hart. That's and, right. Uh, Who's an and asshole? Maybe, and maybe that's a- Maybe that's a good argument that you should do it because uh, that would be, you know, that's my ideal. That's my ideal but, wrestling candidate. Just Brett. No, <laughs> Very but, good Hall of Fame. Just <laughs> Brett Hart. <laughs> it's just the Brett Hart Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, but it does, it does raise a really interesting question because if you're going to start pulling at these threads, then you start to wonder like, okay, well, can we celebrate Ric Flair? Can we celebrate Gary Lawler? Can we celebrate Hulk Hogan? Can we celebrate Stone Cold Steve Austin? These are like, wrestling Mount Rushmore figures cornerstone people yeah so that's when I it becomes a really interesting question to me because I like I said I don't think you can just just purge everyone everyone that's a problematic figure because it's pretty much everyone um and so what I think though is where the line is for me I'm not going to claim to be like the arbiter of what's acceptable and what's not even though the line is yeah yeah, I am but I'm not going to claim that (laughs) So where I think the line is, is like it's when they start to uh, rehabilitate and venerate these figures for modern audiences for marketing purposes, and is all part of their presentation as this like oh we're like a modern progressive company now, mm. and like the stuff with Mula and with uh, the Warrior Awards, uh, the things like that. That's when I find it tricky and that's when i think they deserve to be called out on this when they're like not just saying this is a figure from wrestling history and they deserve to you know we we talk about them occasionally we show their matches on the network but we're actively rehabilitating them we're using in this kind of charitable altruistic marketing uh element that's when i find it's it becomes real appropriate to call them out and say no this is not acceptable to 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 try to turn them into something they're not well Uh, because you can make yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, you look at, like, the way they've handled the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which, like, ultimately is a pretty meaningless spot on the WrestleMania card. But, you like, it's every year, it's like the winner is said to embody the spirit of Andre. That's right. And they all do, like, the Andre pose or whatever next to their next to their little, uh, you know, trophy that they've won or whatever. It's a pretty it's, big trophy. It's, it's really, like, pretty egregious to tell all of your women who, you know, didn't do not find themselves with a one-on-one match on the card that you are now fighting to embody the spirit of uh, this pimp, basically. You know? Yeah, and that's that's exactly what they say about the Ultimate Warrior as well uh, with this Warrior Award, and like, so that's the same thing. So now they've canceled the they've canceled the the Mula Battle Royal. It's now just the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Right. But they're still going ahead with giving this Warrior Award uh, at the 2018 uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, they're giving it to this kid, uh, Jarius J.J. Robinson. Who seems who like a real like, asshole. 
No, he seems, <laughs> he seems like very deserving of the award. No, he does. This award. Is I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, just, kidding. I'm, just reading, I'm just reading from www.com here. While battling biliary atresia, a rare chronic liver disease, Jarius has undergone dozens of surgeries and has had two liver transplants in his short life. Glad I and called him an asshole. This, this fan, and he, <laughs> really, really nice. Real nice job. Great job. You gotta get that heat. And they're there, they're right? making and they're making a donation to the Jarius JJ Robertson Fund at the Oshnilly Health System. And this is all this is all good, right? Yeah. But they're giving them some, they're giving him this award branded with the Ultimate Warrior's likeness and name and saying he embodies the spirit of the Ultimate Warrior. This is in New Orleans. This is a disadvantaged kid from New Orleans, and they're giving this this guy, kid an award with branded with this guy's name. Who disparaged and mocked her disadvantaged oh. African American Hurricane Katrina victims oh, yeah. in New Orleans? Yeah. And that to me is that is crazy to me. And the, and so when I talk about this stuff, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. They should give this kid an award. They should. It's great that of they're course. doing that, right? He's great. But, He's a lovely child. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice you always thought that. No. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so we can drop that clip into. <laughs> Yeah, edit that. No. <laughs> but the the idea that they're giving this kid an award with with branded oh. with the ultimate ultimate warriors image and likeness to me is just uh it's pretty gross. It's unacceptable. And, uh, it's a hundred percent unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah, like, it's, and it's it's insane even from just a, a cynical business perspective. It's like why why are you doing this? Like this is really stupid that you're doing this. Well the the real standout for me this week, and honestly, we're lucky that we uh, couldn't record earlier because this probably would be extremely outdated by the time it dropped because obviously like you said they finally did the right thing and and caved to public pressure and dropped uh, the name but I think what's curious is the reason that they decided to do that is that like you know wrestling reddit used basically the same tactics as gamergate essentially but like for good, you know, they use those <laughs> tactics to actually do something good. And the way that you affect change, the way that you, uh, you know, uh, put some pressure on things that you don't like is to contact advertisers. And Wrestling yeah, yeah. Reddit did that in full force. Snickers is all over WrestleMania this year. And they contacted, uh, you know, the Mars company or whatever. Whoever owns them, yeah. It's I think it is Mars. Okay. And wait, and, Mars and Snickers are made by the same people? Yeah, Mars is the parent company. That's some what? bullshit. I feel like those are comp- competing chocolate bars. Well, Snickers is That's better. Just- it's like society, man. It's like it's just a fake oh, dichotomy, dude. That illusion of choice, man. <laughs> the real surprise is that it's not called the Snickers Company, given that the real universal champion is, uh, you know, Snickers. And we're naming uh, our company after the fucking, like, European champion, basically. That's true. Yeah, Mars is just nougat, man. That's <laughs> Guys, but, it- but, but they did contact them, and they did complain and say, this is not good for your brand. And ultimately, that might be the thing that tipped it was that, you know, I think David Bixenspan at Deadspin got in touch with Mars. They got back to him saying that they had genuine concerns about this. And within an hour, basically, WWE issued a statement that they were done with the name that they had caved to pressure. And it's not fan pressure. I think it's entirely reasonable to say it was Snickers pressure. Yeah. And the, I, the only thing I would take issue with what you said was that 
I think because this has been a tactic for for people that are interested in social justice and stuff for a long time. I think what Gamergate did was take those tactics and use them for evil rather than right. using those tactics for good. Uh, but no, that's exactly right. And and it actually ties back to that Ultimate Warrior story that I did because many people had written about the Ultimate Warrior, how he's a problematic figure and it was un- inappropriate they were using him for these cancer charities, but they had never gotten a response. I got a response when I contacted Susan G. Komen and I was like, why are you, why are you allowing your brand to be associated with the guy who said this and this and this and this? And about 45 minutes later, I got an email from WWE going, hey, uh, maybe we should talk about this. <laughs> uh, what's going on? <laughs> It's, I guess ultimately, yeah. I guess we have to decide if doing the right thing for a shitty reason gets them credibility points. Because for me, when I'm thinking about this, and especially hearing you, Rob, talk about uh, the the Warrior Award, there, I almost outside of Benoit can't think of somebody who is a worse choice for for these things to be named after than the Ultimate Warrior and the Fabulous Moolah, respective to their genders. It, I, I don't like wh- why not make it I don't, the Lita Battle Royal, the May Young Battle Royal, wh- whatever you want. Why do you have to pick the Fabulous Moolah? It almost feels intentional. Well, they already used May Young for the classic, the classic right? So you can't double dip on that. The Alundra Blaze. I mean, there's a yeah, there there are a ton of people that you could pick. The weird thing is that they want to do this as like a memorial thing and all of the women that you would otherwise name it after are all still alive well, which is probably someone. fine yeah i mean name, <laughs> name it after someone alive then i do not mind like, yeah the trish stratus battle royal sounds you know? great yeah well ultimately i think like the reason that they're they, they do it is because ultimately they're a reactionary conservative company right and they kind of had they play at being progressive and they pray play at being a modern company but they aren't it's the same carny kind of like uh, Republican conservative stuff at the, that they've always done. I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before when you were on to talk about Warrior a couple months ago. But I mean, Stephanie McMahon is a person who has literally gone on record to say that philanthropy is the future of public relations. And yeah. it's, it's funny that, like, even with that being their philosophy, they still manage to find a way to fuck up the <laughs> PR on their philanthropy. <laughs> I mean, you would think that that would be evident given that she said that quote publicly, which is probably bad PR in and of itself. <laughs> There's some irony there. But uh, it's just curious to me. Yeah, well, I don't really get it either. Like, Because, yeah, that's it. I don't see how they keep making these mistakes. With Warrior, I can kind of see because they had a really great story kind of fall into their laps. And they were like, oh, let's see how we can milk this. And let's see how we can kind of continue to profit from it and use it as sort of a marketing thing. With Mula, it's just completely self-inflicted. Like there is no, there's no reason for it. They probably should have learned uh, with, uh, by now not to do it, and they they should have known that this was going to happen. But they're, I, I don't know what the what the hell their problem is. Especially given the fact that like you know her her crimes basically, and I think it's fair to call them crimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She was doing criminal yeah. activity for sure. Uh, yeah. uh, her crimes have been, if anything, just like more noted and more reflected on uh after her passing like it's not like uh you know uh, (laughs) nobody's really thinking about moolah right now in 2018 other than having just read all the bad things about her you know like we're not all sitting around being like wasn't the fabulous (laughs) moolah just so wonderful oh what a great worker Her work rate was unbelievable. <laughs> Guys, let, let's close with this. Do you? How do you feel, optimistic or pessimistic, that this is going to, uh, that them shutting down, changing the name, 
do you think we're going to see this going forward? Are they going to celebrate some figures that are a little bit more agreeable, or or are we going to be seeing the the Chris Benoit tournament of champions or something? I mean, that's never going to happen. But but somebody, I'm I'm struggling to think of somebody off the top of my but head. We'll get like the Hulk Hogan award sure. after he dies. Yeah, Hogan's a good example. Yeah, I don't know. As I said, like it's it is. It is a tricky line for them, which I do appreciate because there's so many problematic figures that have built that company from the ground up, including Vince McMahon himself. Yeah, no kidding. Um, So it is tough to say. Uh, Like I said, I think there is a line between honoring certain workers' contributions to the business. Uh, You know, like, should Ultimate Warrior be in the Hall of Fame? Probably. Should Fabulous Muva? She probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Should Hogan? Yeah, I think he should. Of course. He's like, it's the Wrestling Hall of Fame, and these people are like iconic figures in wrestling that helped build that company into what it was. But yeah, to me, that's when the line gets crossed is when you're not just saying, here's, you know, here's a, a fabulous Mula match, here's an Ultimate Warrior match, but like holding them up as these inspirational uh, figures. And, you know, as wrestling fans, it's, it, it's, it's really tough for us. If you're, if you're a sort of progressive person who cares about social justice and stuff like that, it's hard to watch wrestling because like, you know, if you care about labor practices oh. or, you know, exploitation, worker exploitation, Unionization. or things like that. And this is just WWE. And you can say, well, I can watch new Japan. Well, they've got their own sort of ties to fascism and their own problem, problematic things. Oh, I can just watch ring of honor while they're owned by Sinclair broadcasting yeah, well. a conservative <laughs> media conglomerate. We're awful. And it's all bad. So it's <laughs> it really know, is. It's hard to know where to turn. So I mean, that's I mean it. like I think, even New Japan can... is like rumored Sorry? to be. Even New Japan is like rumored to be owned by like Yakuza or whatever. You know, like there's no, there's really yeah, there's no. A, there's the New Japan pay per view poster from D- Dominion 09 with a swastika oh, and yeah, a right. SS on. <laughs> so, you guys so all. I mean, there's, it would appear that the only good and pure wrestling fed left is uh, CZW boys. So uh, <laughs> come watch, come watch death matches with me. The it's owned now by Matt Tremont. So uh, that's a guy who I feel like is unproblematic. So uh, CZW, <laughs> it's the progressive wrestling. Just watch a couple of good old uh, you know, wholesome light tube matches. Exactly. Thank you, Rob. You understand. <laughs> Rob, where can the people so, find uh, you on the internet? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm uh, at Rob Rousseau. Uh, on Twitter, I got I'm writing about stuff in Vice Sports and uh, Pace Magazine, all kinds of stuff. Um, and and that's it. I I I tend to write about wrestling kind of when it intersects with these sort of more political ideas or or ideas about social justice. That's kind of where I find it to be the most interesting place to write about and talk about. And Rob, uh, before we let you go, I just have one last question for you. <laughs> uh, what does the AR and AR15 stand for? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that. As you guys know, I am an expert in uh, such things. So it's produced by this company, Armalite, as I'm sure you know. Yes. Uh, so its official full name is the Armalite Assault Rifle 15. <laughs> that's what it stands for. Because it is an assault rifle. And, and, it, and uh, it's the 15th yeah, that's, assault that's, that's rifle. What it yeah, it was, they had well, the, the assault rifle 1, 2, 3 series of them until they got to 15. They seem to like it there. They're not producing anymore after that. <laughs> That's it the way it is. They found their uh, ceiling. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And as, as we know, as, as we all know, it was founded by the famous uh, Fred Assault Rifle. <laughs> founder of the company. Rob, yeah, keep fighting the good that. fight, man. We appreciate you. Uh, he is a must-follow on Twitter as far as Absolutely. Justin and I are concerned. Absolutely. You've got to follow the guy. He has all the best takes and the correct wrestling opinions. Rob, thank you so much for coming oh, back. Thank you, thank you, Josh. Anytime. All right, well. I, I, thanks for having me on the show again, guys. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Hashtag good friends. Hey! The door is always open, my friend. All right. All right take care, uh, dudes. Bye, Rob. Bye, Rob. Bye. Good stuff with our good friend Rob Russo there. Once I again. love talking to Rob. Absolutely. And uh, I just wanted to bring up, Mula is actually even worse than we let on there. Oh, okay. In that wow. uh, her own daughter, I think there was like police records that were published this week that had probably been published before. Her 15-year-old daughter uh, was also being trained as a wrestler and being put through those same paces Holy and basically cow. went to police and told them that she did not want to be put back into the custody of her own parents because Holy she did not shit. like trust her safety. She had like a rib injury for three months that her mother made her work through. Oh, my which God. Is awful. Just like the more you read about Mula, the more you learn about Mula. The worse she is. Yeah. Uh, when, it's, when it's you're not just uh, you know pimping out um, people who've come to you to be trained and learn the art of wrestling, but also kind of your your own flesh and blood in a way as well. That's a yeah. That's about as harsh a critique as a person could get, right? It, Justin, do you mind if I go on the record here about something? Sure. I'm gonna. I, I don't mean to like, but you can hold me to this. Okay. I'm going on the record. I don't much care for this fabulous moolah. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and with that. Let's move on to round number two. Round two. Fight. Justin, I must admit that when I was watching uh, this on Sunday night, it felt much more like I was in a slow lane because this the pay-per-view crawled by for me. But it does not sound like this was the case for you for WWE Fastlane. I mean, we talked last week about how we just had the lowest of low expectations, basically. Yep. That SmackDown has been bad of late and that the booking decisions leading into this show were questionable suspect Pretty uh, at best, basically. Yeah. Um, but I did come out of it thinking that this was a very entertaining show. Okay. I had a good time with it. Well, uh, let's find out where the differences were. Let's go through match for match, because I think we're gonna, the opener here is something we're both going to agree on. Roshinsuke Nakamura wrestled Rusev. I, I don't mean to sound too hyperbolic here. I, I thought this was maybe Nakamura's best match on the main roster. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I I might actually fully agree. Like, I thought these guys had instant chemistry. The crowd was cheering for both of them, which was something I didn't expect. Rusev Day. Not yeah. Nakamura. Now, we Rusev had complained Day. last week that Rusev would be a bad fit for this because you're trying to heat up Nakamura for this WrestleMania angle. Yeah. And does it really make sense to do that by feeding a guy who might be a more popular babyface than him to him in this role. I still stand by that being a bad booking call. But as far as two guys who are going to go on throw out a dynamite match, mm-hmm. it, I think that's not something that we were really looking at when we were complaining about it last week. And ultimately, they did great. Well, it was you know a wh- very entertaining match. Do you know why we didn't talk about that, Justin? Why? Because neither of these guys have entertaining singles matches very often. Ah, uh, Rusev is pretty good. Him and Gable is always money. Who yeah. else? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've enjoyed uh, like most Rusev. Yeah? Things. Yeah. I feel I feel like Rusev's in-ring is my least favorite part about Rusev, and I love Rusev. Rusev's like Reigns feud from last year was pretty good. Or they had a good Raw a match, ago, but the, the Cell match was... Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I tend to enjoy Rusev's in-ring. Cool. Yeah, I know that he doesn't have like a, 
a five-star class. That sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, we've had this debate before. Uh, but, but I thought that the, this, these guys brought out the best in each other in ring. This was a stiff match. It was. Uh, it was It was uh, believably brutal. Yep. Um, like, sort of medium-paced the whole way through. I feel like this is real trend in wrestling right now, that matches just start really slow, and then the last three minutes are just pure explosion. I'm getting a little fatigued by it. I feel like Osprey Okada was this uh, to a T. Whereas I felt like this match set a pace at the beginning and basically did that throughout. And I really enjoyed it. I found it kind of refreshing, to be honest. Yeah, it was, uh, It was. you know, it kept my attention the whole way through. Yep. Whereas there's a lot of times when I'm watching wrestling where I'm super into a match right at the beginning and then maybe I'll be on my phone for 10 minutes yep. and then I'll come back to it at the end. I totally hear that, man. And again, I think that's because of the pacing issues in some of these. Now, do we feel like Rusev has a direct into WrestleMania? Not in the least. Yeah. Well, where where does from Nakamura? We know where he. We literally know where he goes from here. It's yeah. him and uh, AJ, as we all suspected. But, but for Rusev, I really don't know. Do you think a, there's a potential of a four-way tag match for those tag titles at Mania? Well, let's get there when we get to that tag. Makes title sense. Match on yes. This show. Anything else you'd like to touch on here? Really good match. Uh, just the the kick. That kick. Oh, the super kick from Rusev. That Rusev laid on yeah. Nakamura was like maybe the best super kick I've ever seen. It was an extremely good super kick. Um, I just I thought this was a very good match. Yeah, me and too. I'm excited to see Nakamura uh, just ride the road the rest of the way here. That's the thing. It's a nice time for Nakamura to really cash in on a good singles match. Exactly. Like it's, a, it's the exact thing he needed. So so credit to both those guys. But but let's move on to something where I, I got a feeling that we're going to be a little bit more divided because for 20 minutes I had to watch Randy Orton wrestle Bobby Roode for the U.S title um it was fine i thought this you know. was awful i thought this was so slow i, I was into i know that maybe there's a bias thing because like i don't like either of these guys i've hated the that's feud. the thing is like there's a disconnect in like how much you're expected to care about this match and how much you actually do it's a good point but i thought that the actual like in ring wasn't great so slow man it, but it was like a standard wwe match you that know? doesn't fly for me these no days, exactly though. exactly like, because you would want more from a pay-per-view than you get from like a three-segment match on Raw. And this felt like a three-segment match on Raw. That's all it felt like to me. And 20 minutes was way too long. I just, I don't know, the, the draping DDT was bad. I don't know, the... the I was kind of surprised by the result, even though on the show I did pick Randy Orton, but only but as only a means to, to pick against you. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think about Randy taking home the U.S. title here? It looks good on him. Yeah. I watched Talking Smack afterwards. And yeah, I was he was like, good on it. You know what? Yeah, he was actually very fun on that show. Yeah. And I just like... There's something about him, and it's maybe it's that he's been in the Marine movies, even though I know that's the Mrs. Beat now. Yeah, yeah. Where like that U.S. strap, the flag on his shoulder... It it just looks right. Randy holding titles in general makes me feel like ah, I kind of get what they see in this guy. Mm -hmm. But and again, on Talking Smack, I thought he killed it. But I'm not interested in this reign. Jinder Mahal came out at the end of the match. Yeah. We're gonna head that direction into WrestleMania. Like you know, we all were asking why isn't this a triple threat match? Well, now we know. And the answer is we're gonna get that match just at WrestleMania. Do you think it's on the pre-show? Uh. Probably. I think there's a very real chance that that's on the pre-show. Maybe not, though. I feel like they invested so much time and energy into Orton and Jinder on SmackDown this year. Yeah. That I could, like, you know, the Jinder-Orton feud this year is like last year's Orton-Bray feud in it's some sort ways. Of I, I get that comparison. Like, less time invested overall because the Orton-Bray thing went on for like eight months. But, like, it, I could see it being on the main card for sure. And it's, uh... You know, we're heading into WrestleMania with, like, uh, Randy Orton 
defending America oh. against uh, Jinder Mahal and the Canadian Bobby Roode. Oh. And uh, he's probably going to get his win back on Jinder here. Uh, all I'll say here is that I'm looking forward to Jinder's Mania entrance. That will probably be cool. Yeah. That's that's about all I can say that I'm looking forward to of this next well, month. Well, Bobby Roode's Mania entrance should be dope, too. I guess. Are you are you soured on the glorious entrance now? As a heel, sure. Doesn't doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, the song's great. The song's great. But, I mean, everybody loved the song when he was a heel, too, though, right? The song's always good. I, I'm just saying that I can't imagine being invested in Bobby Roode right now. Yeah, I'm sure the entrance will be great. Yeah, you're, you're right. He has no character at the moment. Well, what do you mean? He's... he's uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so the the next match here moving along, Justin, was, uh, boy, <laughs> I mean, an instant classic of Natalia and Carmella beating up uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi. Uh I mean, okay, so I'm going to try and be somewhat positive here. Yes. I thought Natalia's suplexes look good. Natalia's strong. I forget who she catches out of midair in this match. It must be Naomi. And then she does a, a scoop slam out of it. So Natalia looked, I mean, like physically strong, not like a, a powerful character. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, that's kind of impressive. Um, I will say that I was seeing reaction online at this point in the show. People saying that this was like the best match of the show so far. And really? Was telling like a clearly told, like straight through story. And I, to those people, I would say, what Nakamura <laughs> Rusev match were you watching? Wait, you actually saw people who preferred this match to Shinsuke versus Dude, people in our mentions? I'm pretty sure Craig Campbell wrote in and said, "Women's tag best match so far." Well, now, Craig, if you didn't say that, I'm sorry for slandering you. Craig, if it was you, you know I love you, but I, I don't know. I just don't agree in any sort of way. I thought this lasted 10 minutes, and I felt like it had gone on for eternity. I, 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 I was very surprised that Carmella got the win. Yeah? Because it seems like they're heating her up again now as Money in the Bank. I told you she's cashing in on Oscar. But, but here's the thing is, like, as she gets all these wins holding the briefcase – I keep thinking when she cashes in, she's going to lose. Yeah, I think I also think that uh, she's going to cash in and just get, like, forearmed to hell. By but, like, I, I want her to end the streak. We talked about this last week. Yeah, it's the only way to it's get out of it. It's the most interesting thing. And it would be, like, an unbelievable, like, atomic bomb level of heat on it, her. It, the problem is, like, is she good enough to capitalize on that? Like, you almost wish it was on, I can't think of anybody offhand, but if Alexa Bliss was on the same show, somebody who you feel like could capitalize on that yeah. heat a little better. I mean, this is the weird thing, right? Is like what we talked about when they both won, when Carmella and Baron Corbin oh, yeah, both yeah. won the briefcases, we talked about this as something that would be, like, good for them because they're both clearly heels that the company has designs on that we can watch mature over the course of the next year. Yeah. And I don't think either of them have matured at all. If anything, they've both regressed. Corbin has regressed unquestionably. But Carmella has been so far in the background over the last couple months, you can... Like, probably just forget that she's even a character. It's weird that they removed Ellsworth from her, and then, like, that act was just off TV. Yeah. Like, it was a super strange booking. But, but yeah, I, I'm glad some people like this match. I, I just felt like a SmackDown match to me. Very much a SmackDown match. Like, I just w- was not very into this. Uh, Which is exactly how we described it on the preview last week. So That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Correct in our analysis once again. <laughs> the good friends. Doing it again, brother. Undefeated. Hey. Uh, Justin, let's move on here to uh, the Usos A New Day did it again, brother. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, they went out there. This was a very good match for the time that it was a match. Yeah, it was fun while it was going on. Uh, interrupted by my guys, the Bludgeon Bros. Now, Josh... I know that this is a sincere thing. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. not ironic. Yes. But my question is, 
how how is it not an ironic love of the bludgeon brothers like yeah okay they they're they're not good man okay uh, okay i'll say i'll say these the gimmick is bad do you the, think so the outfit is bad their costumes look terrible i, I get the idea of what the costumes could be improved do you really think the gimmick's bad I would honestly rather that they just be Harper and Rowan. Wow, really? Okay, yeah, no. So, like you said, I, I no irony uh, attached to it. I, I think for a similar reason, I like AOP. Like, a monster build for a tag team is fun for me. I, and I think the moveset is really cool uh, for the Bludgeon Brothers. The slap where then he Irish whips Rowan into the corner. The crucifix powerbomb. The... I guess, but it's just like we know who these guys are. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, imagine like four years from now. Mm-hmm. Nia Jax is squashing local talent on Raw four years okay. from now. Okay, so you have some sort of disconnect because like, they just feel kind of set as what they were, and so it's kind of hard to accept them as this a little bit. It's just like I've seen them do this before, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I guess they weren't they weren't like smashing jobbers when they were together as the yeah, Reapers before. I kind of get what you're saying, though. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess to me it's just sort of a standard monster build. Uh, and now they've positioned themselves as the guys to beat entering into WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I, I'm digging it. I will say the one thing that I did like is that they actually used the hammers God. <laughs> as weapons. Yeah. And the hammers, like, you know, we've complained and made fun of the fact that they look plastic or styrofoam or whatever. But right. at one point... He drops it. Like, one of the guys, uh, I can't remember, it might have been Big E, like, rolled out of the way of getting hammered into the steps. Yep. And the hammer hit the steps. Clang! And it sounded... Extremely heavy. Well, and Harper drops his at the end of the match. It drops like a stone. Like, I don't know what they've done with these things. Yeah. I don't know if they're just weighted at the ends and they hollow just, in the middle. They looked like bad Halloween props initially. Yeah. And maybe now they're legit. I, I still know. wish they were a little longer. Yeah. Like they were in the vignettes. The small was a little strange for me. But Seems like we're heading, though, to a three-team street fight yeah. sort of vibe. I, I suggested TLC at the time. And it seems like it'll just be a hardcore match. Yeah, I think I think Street Fight makes a lot of sense. Do you think this could be a four-way like we touched on earlier with Rusev Day being inserted? I, I don't feel like we're heading there. I would I would like Rusev Day to have a spot on the card. Definitely. It feels like that would be the natural place. But it also seems like these are your three teams that you've elevated above yeah. all else. And all of the other teams on SmackDown, whether it's a Rusev Day, whether it's a Fashion Files have all just been treated like jokes I know, at I, the expense of these teams. I know we don't have unlimited time. We've talked about this before. But it's just like, how are? why do you hate money, WWE? Like, Rusev Day winning something at WrestleMania would probably get a bigger single reaction than any other full-timer on the roster. Absolutely. It, or uh, Maybe if Nakamura beats AJ, people will sell. But, but, but do you know what I mean? They're in the argument for or like... Or even like Brizango being treated as serious baby faces. Yeah, like they would just get... Anyway. Uh, so yeah, this match, no finish. Uh, it's a no contest. Tough for me to get into. But yeah, while it was going on, I was I was feeling it. I was very welcome after the two matches that... Uh, this felt very much like we're on the fast lane to the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Because this is not even a conclusive finish no. or match. Just an excuse to get to the next yeah, step. Yeah, it's setting up the Mania match for sure. Let's talk briefly here about Charlotte and Ruby Riot, Justin. Because I, I don't have a ton to say. Uh, I thought this was okay. Yeah. Just fine. Yeah. I, I thought in some ways maybe Ruby Riot exceeded my expectations, but then I thought she also looked really sloppy at one point. And again, it's just this thing where you can tell that she has to think to go through the motions. Like you can almost see her being like, okay, I got to be here and now this and now that. Apollo Crews still has like a little bit of that mm-hmm. in them. And, it's and because they both got called up from NXT yeah. too early. Yeah, man. I hadn't thought of that, but you're totally right. So I, the best part of this match was Asuka coming out afterwards and yeah. challenging Charlotte. I thought that was maybe. <laughs> That's the match we all wanted at WrestleMania. I, I think it's the best women's match they can make right now. And honestly, 
uh, my concern there was like, well, Naya and Alexa is not something I'm into. But I'm into it now. They, yeah. they have babyface Nia very, very well. I, I don't know that the match is going to be great, but the story I'm super into. And again, Justin, how validated we look saying that Nia is going to be a good babyface. Exactly. Uh, let's the take pariah a, over here called it once again. You are the wrestling pariah, Justin Morissette. Yeah. The the madman. I've been banging that Nia Jax babyface drum for a fucking year That's now. really true. You have. Uh, let's talk about the main event here, Justin. AJ Styles defends against Kevin Owens, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Wonderful. Really fun. Yeah. Great match. Yep. It's well, uh, disappointing that Kevin Owens took the pinfall. I would have preferred San, uh, John Cena. John Cena makes the most sense given what the storyline they're going with. I didn't hate Owens taking the pin. If it couldn't be Cena, I felt like Owens was kind of the right guy just to put another splinter between him and Sammy. Um, I, I will say that these matches have a ceiling for me where it's just sort of the guys run in, they sort of take turns doing their signature, then their finisher on each other, then they clear the ring. I felt by halfway through the match, I was sort of like, okay, we're doing a little bit of musical chairs here. Yeah. Uh, predictably, though, I, I thought Baron Corbin looked good throughout this. Uh, I thought him and Zayn were the, the most fun parts of the match for I me. thought Dolph was good, too, honestly. He had a really good zigzag in the corner. Who was that too? Was that Tasina? Possibly. It might have been Tasina, and I thought it was really. He like came leaping from like halfway across the ring and land. I thought it looked really cool. And Shane couldn't even wait fucking eight seconds to interfere. His music. He came out before anyone. Yeah, Always I, great when your commissioner enters first before any of the actual wrestlers. And then yeah, furthers himself as a babyface, robbing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn of the wins. I mean. I don't really know what to say about this feud at this point. I, I felt like I was the last guy on that shit, but I kind of feel like it's shot sunk. No, we're we're back. We're moving again. Yeah. The barge has left uh, <laughs> has left the port. We're back at sea on the on the high seas to WrestleMania. Justin, we have twenty seconds left. What's your letter grade for Fastlane? I'll go with uh, probably a C. Yeah, C minus for me. I C, thought maybe a C plus. I liked the show more than I thought I would. I thought this was bookended by matches I enjoyed, but the middle had literally nothing I enjoyed. We went like fifty seconds over there, but that's okay. Well, I'm not the one running the clock. Here, I Jim. was, and I felt like you had more to say, and I wanted to let you say it. Oh, I knew. Sweet. That you would never do that yourself. I am a much worse person than you. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about though for a little second here? Just the uh, the Shane McMahon fallout on SmackDown. I'd almost rather do a full round on it next week. Hey, you boys oh, can no. save it for next week. Oh, then. thanks, Gail. Well, uh, is there any like one point you really wanted to send home here? Just that, like, it's what I tweeted from the Top Marks account. Yeah. Who is watching these two guys literally like murder Shane McMahon and thinking? Those guys are the bad guys. Yeah, Justin, yeah. sometimes I feel like it's bad for the show when I just like have nothing to add and wholeheartedly agree with you. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to add and wholeheartedly agree with you. Does, is anyone watching that being like, oh, I don't understand why these bad guys are beating up this great guy? No, he, he literally robbed – Kevin Owens should be in the, main event the of WWE title. Yeah. <laughs> he should be the champ. Yeah. And he isn't because of Shane McMahon. Doubly for Sammy. Yeah. So they exacted some revenge. It's so – Um. Yeah, and oh my god, just like Sammy, like just yelled in his face. Yeah, which was Kevin Owens super kicked him. Which fair, like if you want to get mad about that, you can you can make like I can see the argument to interrupt a pinfall maybe for someone who super kicked you in the face, someone who just like yelled at you and said, "Are you happy now? Yeah, are you seeing what you want to see? You fucking piece of shit." Like, you cannot take one iota of verbal abuce. It's, Come on. Yeah, especially... Uh, everything about it feels confused. It's exactly what we talked about last week with Rusev and, like, 
SmackDown booking not being willing to accept reality. Yeah. Like getting stuck in how guys were received by the audience like six months ago. <laughs> totally. And not, yes. and not being willing to see the way that reactions have evolved. 100%. Like in the same way that they booked Rusev to be a heel against Nakamura, they continue to think that Shane McMahon is a babyface. When Shane McMahon, there was a time when he was the biggest babyface on SmackDown. He was the biggest babyface on either show for like a full like year throughout that AJ feud. Oh yeah, and like into the stuff in the summertime still with Owens, but like since Hell in a Cell, yeah, since after Hell in a Cell, he's been he's a heel. He's a fucking dickhead. I gotta agree with you, JMO. Anyways, uh, a little overtime there. Uh, JMO, do you know what Shane McMahon? While I agree that he's a heel right now, do you know what else he is? Uh. Justin, he's a person. Yes, he is a person. Which means he might enjoy this next segment, because indeed, it's the people segment. It's time for a little bit of Sunday Night Tweet. Now, Josh, what happens in Sunday Night Tweet? Do you want me to tell you, Justin? I would love it if you did. I'm about to right now. Justin, every week, I, Josh Custodio, scour Twitter.com, the website, and I look for members of the active WWE roster's Twitter accounts, and I, I search through them. I look through the timelines for tweets that they tweeted that are a little askew, maybe funny, silly, out of character, in character. I read them aloud to you, and based off of just that, almost no information you have to get who the tweeter in question is of these, what, 150 possible wrestlers. And I'll be honest, I've been pretty good at it lately. Been and on just fire. In terms of, like, having read the tweets myself beforehand. Oh, I avoided that this I week. I think I'm going to not be good at it this week anyways just because I've been working so much that I haven't had a chance to be reading Twitter all the time. Oh. So I don't know that I've seen these tweets. So you're doubly fucked this yeah, week, Justin. Absolutely. But let's kick it off with the first tweet here. Sure. You'll know where I stand because you know where I stand every week. Hashtag raw. Now, those pauses are where the tweeter in question put periods in this sentence. Okay. You'll always know where I stand because you know where I stand every week. Hashtag raw. You'll know where I stand. Is this in response to anything? No, this is a, in a vacuum tweet. Just just tweeted. Contextless. Uh, and I can't think of anything from raw this week that this would be in reaction to, either. I didn't take it as a reaction to anything, really. You'll know where I stand because you know where I stand every week. Hashtag raw. Oh, actually, never mind. I kind of I, I do see what this is in reference to. Uh, it is, I think it's targeted at the person who they are in a feud with right now. Hmm. Someone who maybe... Well, I'm not going to give you any more. You can get here. Um, every week. They're standing there. Ah, I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Justin, you are one for one. It's the big dog. It's Roman Reigns. Because he is there on Raw every week, unlike the heel champ, Brock Lesnar. Bronk Lesnar. Yeah. That's my new name for him. Fuck him. Uh, Justin, you ready for the second tweet this week? Yeah. You want me to donate blood, Walmart? I must kindly decline. Hashtag Walmart ain't cloning me. <laughs> just I mean we've got a we've got some acknowledgement of like redneck language in there like ain't and and like uh you know shaving the g off of your ing verbs um but just the fact that it's Walmart yeah Walmart is the subject of the tweet yeah I mean we know who it is tell him Jamo the trapper herself that 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 sweet sweet blitz and trapper. <laughs> Sarah Logan. <laughs> Justin, there's only one of her. Walmart ain't cloning her. It is indeed 
Sarah Logan. That's a great tweet. Oh, is That's that, her best tweet so far. It's Oh, I don't know. I still feel like the... What was the thing where she was cooking steak in a cast iron pan? There was one where she... She was burning steaks in her cast iron. Yeah, I remember I, that. I don't remember, but that one was excellent as well. Crispy. Just you ready for the third tweet Hashtag crispy. Hashtag cast iron. <laughs> Just the third tweet this week reads as follows. This is the first day I've woken up and not felt like reheated death. We are now at hot death. I am excited to eventually just feel like death. Thank you for all the well wishes. Um. Now this is a is this a wrestler? That's right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. They wrestled the singles match that like within the past two months. Hmm. Because I was gonna guess Renee Young. No, it's because. It, I know that Renee has been under the weather lately. Oh, okay. She took some time off. This is someone who's injured. And was tweeting about how she, uh, you know, uh, was 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 not good enough to be at SmackDown. She okay. had missed some tapings because she was staying home sick. Okay. Uh, but Renee is not <laughs> a, a wrestler. wrestler. No. So I won't, I won't guess her. No. Hmm. <sighs> this is the first day I've woken up and not felt like reheated death. We are now just at hot death. Okay. I'm excited to eventually just feel like death. Well, I think he's going to try and bring the death to WrestleMania. Okay. When he drops the hammer on the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, my Lord. Because he got stretchered out of Fastlane. <gasps> Is it Xavier Woods? Just a, am I not making this hard enough lately? Yeah, three for three. It's Xavier Woods. I don't know. I was thinking like who's injured or who um, who's been sick. And again, all the only sick person I could think of was Renee. Okay, well, see, I do see. It's a tough thing picking the Sunday night tweets because I want ones that there's little hints that you could get there. Yeah, but I think you're getting too smart. And you said that he had a singles match uh, recently, which oh. would have been the U.S. title tournament. Oh, that was oh, you yeah. bugger. Justin, are you ready for what I could only call the fourth tweet this week? Sure. Three for three so far. I know. So this one has a, a picture of the tweeter in question doing like a, a kissy face. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, like make pucker in the lips. You mm -hmm. know, I've never kissed anyone, as uh, Gil pointed out at the top of the round. But this is what yeah, I. Yeah, you're a big fucking virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the tweet reads as follows Good morning to all of my fabulous, salty haters. And three kiss emojis. Good morning to all of my fabulous salty haters. Correct. With a kiss face. That's right. Or three of the like uh, lipstick emojis. Okay. Yeah. And the picture of the tweeter in question. Correct. Whew, I don't think I'm going to get this one. This is too far out. Okay. This is too far removed from uh, the reality of the program that I can't find context clues within things that have happened on television this week. Okay. I don't think, anyways. Who would wish all their fabulous, salty haters a good morning? Salty haters. Fabulous, salty haters. Fabulous. I mean, Moolah is dead. <laughs> She's a great woman, though, as we learned in the first <laughs> one. Who knew she was so great? Thanks, Rob. <laughs> um, you know what? Just because you said that he's got emojis, mm -hmm. is it a man or a woman? It's a woman. It's a woman. Yeah. Oh. Who were you going to say for the... I was going to say Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. That does seem sort of... He kind of has an annoying yeah. presence sometimes, and I feel like he would call out his salty haters. Has online. Dolph ever been on Sunday Night Tweet? Uh, I don't know. 
Maybe not. Yeah, I think maybe not. I think you've blocked him on Twitter. Yeah, like subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a woman. It's a woman kissing uh, kiss her salty haters, Jeff. Her salty haters. Yeah. Who will we guess it? Carmella. F A B U L O U S haters it. Is Miss Money the Oh best. my god. It is Carmella. I was going to guess Alexa, and then I was like, no, too obvious. See, this is what I mean with the little hints. Fabulous salty haters. Oh, I didn't even clue in on fabulous. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. I didn't even clue in on that at all. Oh, Justin. And you still got that. Yeah. Justin, you are four for four. I'm doing great. Entering the fifth tweet. And I got to say, dude. What if Carmella cashed in on Alexa or Naya? What if she jumped over to Raw? I think it would be good to get her away from Liv Morgan. I feel like putting her, Yeah, she has to be not on the same show as Liv Morgan or Alexa, as far as I'm concerned. It's Alexa's tricky. not... They're, the they're, outfits aren't as identical, but the yeah. gimmicks are close. I I guess. I think gimmick-wise, her and Alexa are closer than her and Liv. Her and Liv just have the same gear. Yeah. Liv is, like, zany and, like, wired. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that way about Carmella. Carmella's more, like, bitchy. Yeah, they just look the same. Justin, what happens in the what, – what would you say the fifth tweet is? It's your favorite tweet of the week. It's my favorite tweet of the week, Justin. I'm riding four for four into this bad boy. There's no pressure, Justin, but this is <laughs> – I mean, there's an enormous amount of pressure. Justin, I, I don't want to add to the pressure, but this is uh, – it's sort of in your wheelhouse. This is a quote tweet that the kids love, oh Justin. Oh, my God. Uh, Justin, so uh, I have to walk and give you a little context for this one. So somebody this week said that the, the tweeter in question looks like JBL, okay? Uh, and JBL says – and the the first person says, "Is this is the tweeter in question your son, JBL?" And JBL goes, "I don't think he is, but I'd be proud if he was. He's a great guy." And the tweeter in question quotes this tweet and says, "Thanks, Dad Shaw." <laughs> um, Dad well, Shaw is good. That's, for this. that's very good. And you know what? I think I know who this is. Oh no. Because I I have compared this man to JBL in the past before as well, and was told he's way scrawnier and smaller than him. What the hell are you talking about? Did you really? But I have for sure said that he could definitely get uh you know uh, they could strap the rocket to him just like they did to JBL. And I was told that he's way smaller. It wouldn't work. I'm like, well, he's a great character mm-hmm. and he's a great wrestler. Oh my so god! So it would work. Who is it? Especially when he's wearing his cowboy hat around the oh airport. Oh my god! Because it's Drew Gulak. Justin, I have terrible news for you. What? I'm gonna have to make Sunday night tweet harder because it is Drew yes! Gulak. Five. This is your yes! second fucking five for five in like four weeks. Yes. And I was four for five a couple weeks ago, too. Anyone listening to this, if you have ideas of how I can difficult up <laughs> Sunday Night Tweets so this wrestling pariah... Th- I feel- I've, but I've talked about that before. I've, I said, like, if there's one guy in the Cruiserweights who I could see getting, like, a main event level push yeah. as, as, like, a top guy outside of the division, it would be Drew Gulak. Justin, I don't know how you do this. You wait next week. Let's say that was actually insane. You're giving me Sunday night tweet next week. Okay, okay. you're gonna find tweets. You're gonna give them to me because you've mastered this. It's no fun anymore. Yeah, I mean that. I don't know how I did that. That was impressive. The Carmella one was the craziest one, and then you saved me because I would have said Dolph Ziggler. Wow, well, I shouldn't have done it. Son of a gun. Maybe just zero hints from here on out. Yeah, maybe. But it's not as fun then. 
then you I don't know. Maybe we'll let, let the folks decide. Uh, well, if you have any ideas, folks, J0SHC <laughs> on Twitter, hit me up. Uh, let me know. And, and th- this is usually where we would move on to round number three. But not today, JMO. We were going to do a round about John Cena. Yeah. And his road to WrestleMania. That's right. And The Undertaker. Correct. And we got a lot of questions about that. We really did. So I feel like everything that we were going to do in the round, we could just do by... Answering some listener questions. I agree, Justin. Uh, maybe we should start with that question then. Sure, yeah. Comes to us from your co-host over there on The Real Good Show, uh, the bad boy John Cullen. And he asks, if you had a time machine, make the most interesting Cena versus Taker matchup. So you choose the era of each of them, the stipulation, and what WrestleMania you'd put it at. Classic John Cullen that I have a time machine, but I'm not allowed to kill Hitler or, <laughs> or do anything that would make the world better. <laughs> I have to go and and pluck Undertakers and John Cena's from the past. He also has a second question where he says, since Josh is sick, could he use a different microphone so I do not get sick when we record RGS on Monday? Which, no, John, <laughs> I'm using it. He also has a follow-up third tweet here, which just says, all lives matter. <laughs> which is, of course, why I'm not allowed to use the time machine as a force for good. Justin, what, what, what <laughs> WrestleMania are you putting Cena and Taker out? What? So, okay, on. Let, let, let's touch on it here. Are, are you... Yeah, okay, because we need to pick which era of Undertaker and Cena we would want to see. Correct. And then which show it would belong on as far as when the streak is happening. So, so for me, I think 2009 has to be the year, at least from the Cena side of the equation. Sort of peak Super Cena, just smiling, baby face, never losing. Mm. Because in my situation, he is turning into a bad man. This is WrestleMania... Uh, it'd be, I guess, 2027? 20... I was going to say 26. 2009? Let me do some mental math here. I have no idea. I can't remember. What what, whatever it is. The, the peak of John Cena's uh, winning ways, if you like. Okay. Uh, where everybody's a little tired of him smiling around and being a good guy all the time. Because, spoiler alert, he's turning heel on The Undertaker in my main event. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be, as far as like positioning it along uh, the lines of the streak, Yeah. Mm, I would probably put it on like WrestleMania 29. Okay, so a little more recent than me. Or maybe, yeah, because like Brock wins it at, beats him at 30, right? Correct. Uh, and 29 was Punk? Correct. So actually, I would put it at thirty. Oh, because I would want it to come after the Punk match. I just still think. Can we can we just scratch all this and have Punk beat the streak? Yes. That that's what I that's my time machine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, within the the question parameters. Also, goddamn, that feud was awesome. Oh, punk man. versus Taker was so good. Oh, it was the best. Anyway, yeah, folks, that's what we do. Have CM Punk wrestle. No, no, no. So I'm going to put yeah. it at thirty. Okay. Here, let's do this I, together. I, I'll go with yours because I like the Punk match is great and the streak is still intact. Okay. And so. Uh, do we have Cena break the streak here, or is he ultimately going to lose? So for me, I have Cena turning heel to break the streak, and what I think would be the biggest heel turn outside of Hulk Hogan becoming Hollywood. Uh, You have a ref bump. You have Cena going back and forth with the chair. People loathe him. They want, and he smokes the most beloved dude. Because it's the only way that at that point in time you can get Cena actually booed as a heel. Because I think people wanted it so badly, they might have cheered him being a heel. But, like, streak Undertaker at WrestleMania, I think if you close Mania with that, Cena's getting booed out of the building. And this is still before, because WrestleMania 30 
is like 2014. Yeah, no U.S. Open Challenge yet. Yes. So we we are still a couple years away from like the uh, Renaissance, the Cenaissance. <laughs> That's right. Of like of like people having to be like, look, I I don't like the way that his booking was handled over the course of the last decade. But I have to give it up for this man as being amazing. Right. People still kind of hate him anyways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, WrestleMania 30. I th- and, but but now I'm ignoring the part of John's question, which is like, I can pick any Cena. Yes. So, if, if it's going to be a heel Cena. Well, he enters it as a baby face. For okay. Me. Yeah. Okay. He turns in the match. Okay. Um, what a WrestleMania moment. Think about that. Yeah. The heel turn people have been calling for more than any in history. And it happens on the grandest stage of them all against the most beloved guy tied to that WrestleMania. That's true. You couldn't you couldn't ever have a bigger heel turn. No, than you that. couldn't. It's really excellent, and I will not contradict you there. But I think you're right in that like two thousand nine era Cena is probably the right guy sure. for it. Now which Undertaker do we want him to beat? See, I think there's a lot of cases you could make here. The one that came to mind for me because just sort of the picture of the Undertaker in my mind, and I know some people are gonna hate on me for this, but it really is the two thousand twelve punk entrance one where he has the the hands coming up from behind him and the hood and the spikes coming out of the shoulders. It's not the best wrestler of all the Undertakers, but it does feel like the most complete Undertaker we've gotten. He looks like the dead man. Okay. Um, what about you? I, I was thinking Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Yeah, that's the like, other... Like, like 99 yeah. uh, Taker with, like, mostly black, but just a little hint of purple yep. in there. Um, Still a little more um, spooky, I guess yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. The only thing there is that Taker is also explicitly a heel in that uh, incarnation. So I don't know if that's the best... Yeah. It, like, if, if we want Cena to turn heel, we kind of need a beloved version of The Undertaker. Which, Which I think is sort of the edge match forward. Yeah. Or in terms of like the manias. Yes. Um, yes. Because we're not we're not going to pick Biker Taker here, are we? I would not. Though no. I, there is a chance we see Biker Taker at WrestleMania this year. Yeah, my roommate Brock was really talking this up because I mean, Kid Rock's going to the Hall of Fame. He could play the Dead Man Walking song. And also, uh, when Cena was challenging him to come out for one final, you know, one yeah, lap, yeah. one final match or whatever. A great I was promo. I was expecting that promo to end with let's do this one last ride. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. And it sort of helps them get around that it looks like and they sold it as the dead man retired last year. Yeah. They can sort of be like these are two separate guys or or what have you and sort of a fully entering the rumble with three different characters sort of way. Exactly. Like we know what's going on here, but it gives us a little bit to, to suspend our disbelief. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very down with this combination of that Cena and that Undertaker. I think that's very good. Yeah, 99 Taker. I feel like you're probably closer to it, though, with, like, WrestleMania entrance Taker from probably, like, 2007 or 2008 onwards. I think both of us. I think you can make real cases for either of I them. I just, but. when I think of the Undertaker, I think of Ministry of Darkness. Oh, yeah, that's the image. Like, Or even Brothers of Destruction Undertaker is the one that maybe is, like, the most burned into my head from childhood, like him and Kane raising the fists. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, let's go with yours for this one. We'll go with my Cena. We'll go with your Undertaker. So are they, are they having a stipulation match? Uh, yeah, I think so. What is it? I don't know. I feel like Hell in a Cell at Mania has been overdone lately. What about... Buried alive. Oh shit! Cena hits Taker with the chair and buries the Undertaker at WrestleMania, breaking the streak. Uh, I just said breaking and beating at the same time. I love it. Bre- yeah, I think that. I, I, I think it's 
I think it's the best. Why do we not have this? I want to see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since this is in Louisville. Why can I not watch this on the network yesterday? <laughs> My imagination. Uh, Justin, since we're doing this sort of in lieu of a round, let me ask you a couple questions if I can. Sure. Uh, what, have you, what did you think of Cena's promo on Monday? It was great. Awesome, right? Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, TV dropped out for a little bit when he went into the crowd. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was weird. It was weird. I don't know if that was just a problem with TSN in Canada. I don't know, um, but it happened on my feed. Or actually, Sportsnet 360. Right, right. Because, um, yeah, when he went into the crowd, they lost camera footage for, like, 15 seconds. I'm wondering if there was, like, a, I don't know. Yeah, what, what I was thinking. Weird. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, but but I, I did like him, like, you know, saying that he, like, be, being a, uh, an avatar of the fans, basically, it's, which is a a rare role. That's Cena. right. It's, he, he has never really gotten to do this. He teased it a little bit, I think, uh, with the Roman feud, where he kind of acknowledged the crowd and was like very appreciative of the glowing reception that he yep. got after that match. I feel like it's almost in a different way, though. Like, that mm. one was like, I hear you guys. You yeah. don't like Roman. I'm here for you. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this one, I thought his promo on Monday, well, excellent. This is not a criticism of it, if anything, a compliment. He was almost going for like a, I'm on the couch drinking beer with you and the boys mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm at the tail end of my career. Let's have some fun. Was very much the vibe that I got coming off of him. And I thought that was a cool side of Cena. You know, he didn't seem as, uh, you know, Boy Scout WWE guy. He did not also seem like a, a secret misogynist waiting to make some sort of sexist remark. Yeah. Which, like, all of the things I've hated about Cena in the past were not present here. He felt very genuine. Yeah. And that's a good look for him. And because... I do like John Cena, the person. Yeah. You know? This it's was the John thing C- for so many It's years. John Cena, the character, that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. Well, let's wind up the question with this, Justin. Do you want to see The Undertaker wrestle at WrestleMania again? Yes. See, I disagree. I have almost no interest in it. Um, I, I feel like that Roman match was abysmal. Yeah. And that that is not a, the right note for him to end it's on. It's too bad for him to go out on sort yes. of thing. And I trust Cena... To deliver a better match than Roman. Yeah? Who do you think weighs more? Between Cena and Roman. Oh. Because it seemed to me that Undertaker couldn't do the last ride or the tombstone on Roman Reigns yeah. at all. And I feel like if John yeah, Cena... Cena might, Cena might be more muscular. This is my big concern with the match. Yeah. Is that he is going to be a year older. And who knows, maybe he's training harder or something. But I don't know. There isn't reason for me to think that Cena's more capable of carrying him to a better match than Roman Reigns right Given now. that the problem is Taker and his ability to hit his own moves. Correct, yeah. Not not only his own moves, his signature and his finisher. Yeah. Like, if, if he couldn't do the... Um, the snake eyes, I wouldn't, you know, be mm-hmm. crying about it. But, mm-hmm. but like, the moves that you need for an Undertaker-WrestleMania match. This is why, as a Finn Balor c- critic, I actually thought Balor was the match to make if you were going to do one more of him. Balor seemed sort of floating earlier this year. The dead man versus the demon. Balor's a small guy. It seemed like that would work for me. Yeah. I understood why people were calling for it. So I'm nervous for this Cena match, man. The entrance will be great, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, it's it's the one match that people have always wanted that we've never got. I mean, there's more. Yeah, those. but it's it sort of is yeah. the example for that, I think. Yeah, I mean, of the ones that we could still do. You know, we can't do Sting and Taker right. at this point. Can you imagine? Sting just, like, coming out to the ring with, like, a fucking walker, basically. <laughs> they both die. Justin, let's move on to our next question here, sure. unless there's anything else you wanted to no, say. No, I'm done. I think I'm done. All right, fire away, my dude. This one comes to us from Fruits Are Edible at Fruits Are Edible. He's been on the show a lot today, I feel yeah. like. Hey, he Craig. says... 
Question for this week's episode. Should I be drunk on tropical drinks when you ask that for them? Oh. Yeah. He meant, Should I be drunk? If, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he but meant yes. that as a qualifier. I read it as a question. Well, let's answer that question. <laughs> you should always be drunk when listening he, to this show. <laughs> when he sent this in early, I guess. Yeah. Before we asked for questions. In the case that he might be drunk on tropical drinks when we ask for questions. Exactly. But also, he should be drunk. Yeah, yes, everyone should be. Who could listen to this sober? Should WWE get rid of multi-person matches in favor of mini tournaments during pay-per-views? So, no, I don't think they should, but I think they should do a pay-per-view that is a tournament. Uh, says, as an example, five people, two matches to kick off the show... The two winners battle halfway through, and the champ versus the winner of that match is the main event. I mean, tournaments are rad because you you always have the instant stakes, right? You can explain, you can see what's going to happen at the end of the show. But I I like I think two of the best matches last year were multi man matches. I don't want to see those go away. Yeah. Um. But I think there's definitely space for more tournaments in WWE. And uh, I, when you say two of the best matches, you're talking about the SummerSlam main event and, and the, the Extreme, Extreme Rules. Rules main event. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and I would agree six with that. and four people respectively. I think four and five. Four and five. Um, so yeah, I, I would say no, don't get rid of it, but I would love to see more tournaments in general in WWE for sure. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously something that New Japan goes to the well on all the time. The trick is coming up with, uh, a, a reward for winning the tournament that's different for every tournament. That's right. And also not getting bored of them after like two years you know? <laughs> well Justin hang on you're just being, being a little crazy there who could have an attention span for longer than two years on something it's just like the G1 and the New Japan Cup and all these things happen every single year and the reward for them is always the same mm-hmm. and I feel like Vince McMahon would do that once or twice and then be like ah need something new Raw fresh yeah <laughs> Justin our next video comes to us from at E-Prime on Twitter E-Gilo it but, rhymes with but, ki- but also Kilo. before we move on uh oh the reason why they did away with the uh, King of the Ring yeah. was that they couldn't promote the matchups. That's right. Yeah. They, you can't put anything on the poster besides all the guys. But, um, like, that shouldn't be... In network era, like, who cares? Exactly. That's part of it. And also, like, you don't have eight guys that you can put on a poster that people are going to get fired up about. You, you certainly do. Oh. If they just put, like... AJ and Rusev and Roman and Seth and Finn and Braun and Big E yeah. and one other guy. Anyone. Like Aleister Black. I'm buying the pay-per-view. Of course, yeah. I'm it's, tuning in on Sunday. It, it, there's there's no question. It's uh, Yeah, I, I think there should be a dedicated tournament pay-per-view every year. Yeah. Uh, and again, it does, the stake doesn't need to be the WWE title. It can be a shot at it. Numerous it things. It can be what they did with the year that Brock won King of the Ring. You get what the title it? match at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Have that as the intro to SummerSlam, the Rumble to Mania. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, Bring that back. Do that again. I'm with you, Madman. E-Gilo, it rhymes with Kilo, and he asks, Neither of you guys are Kid Rock fans, right? Nope. Not me either. He's done entrance music, performed at WrestleMania, had his tunes used as pay-per-view themes, and now he's a Hall of Famer? But let's be real. He's lame. He I sucks agree. ass. <laughs> uh, what musical act would work for you at WrestleMania, and how would you use them? Um, can I just say for a second, uh, I yes. I work in radio. Oh, right. And, right. I, and I used to work in like more of a production role because mm-hmm. when I lived up north, we made all of our ads in-house and I did a lot of the production for cool. the, those ads. Nice. Um, and there's like websites basically where you can go and it's like a, 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 a interstitial music 
or like background music bank, basically. Yeah. Of okay. all of this, like, oh, no. you know, generic fucking music, basically. <laughs> okay. This song that they are using to promote oh. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going down to New oh. Orleans to oh. see about a friend of mine. Down to New Orleans. New Orleans is just fine. New Orleans. New Orleans, WrestleMania. New Orleans. That song is so. Sorry, which song? The New Orleans song. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it's not. That I thought that it was like a generic. Thing oh. that they got from like a music bank like library sort of thing like that. Yes, <laughs> stock music. It, it didn't even click with me that that was a Kid Rock song until like two weeks ago. I did when not. they'd already been playing it for like three months. Uh, Justin, you're actually breaking the news to me right now. That's, that's a, a Kid, Kid Ro- Rock song. That's a Kid Rock song. That is Kid Rock. I'm not saying this for any sort of like cool points or to be funny or thing. I had no idea that song was Kid Rock. It's horrific. It's that song sucks ass, man. It's so bad. You know, it's it's weird because I sort of came to love the one they used last year, that awful flow rider song. The green light. Yeah, I sort of was like, I'm ready right. to go. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 Give me the green light. <laughs> I recognize how shitty it was, but I was kind of into it. I or don't like, feel that way about I'd this take, one. I'd take my house back. Oh, yeah, of course. Welcome to my house. Play the music so loud. Lots of singing on today's episode. Yeah. From, from the top. So, Justin, who who works for you? What's uh, So, are we operating on the guys that it has I'm to be like... going down <laughs> to my house. That's you. Playing the music so loud. <laughs> I got the green light, and I'm going to New Orleans now. (laughs) Uh, uh, Justin, are we operating under the premise this has to be a band that's, like, big enough to actually do WrestleMania? Sure. Okay. Um, Because there isn't too much that – how about this? How about uh, somebody like the Foo Fighters? I don't love the Foo Fighters, but, like, they're a big rock act. They they could do Mania, right? Yeah. Or, like, um, uh – I don't know. What if uh, what if Imagine Dragons played Randy Orton's theme song? <laughs> well, uh, that'd be a be a very quick way to get me to. Uh, well, I don't. I'd probably. I'll be honest. Not just WWE. I probably just wouldn't watch television ever again if that happened. <laughs> but, uh, I'm know, just trying to think of like bands that play sporting events. Did I tell you that like Imagine Dragons was in that bar in Japan? Yeah, that you partied with Imagine super Dragons. Super weird. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, can uh, you no. imagine? Dragons? Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> we suck. <laughs> um, it's not so, a good show today, uh, folks. Uh, I was, Rob Russo's appearance. Yeah, Rob was the clear highlight. Uh, I will say uh, patreon.com slash topmarks if you want more of this, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, who's who's a big enough? Are the Black Keys big enough? I like them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the Black Keys. They got some hits. What are they playing? Uh, play like one of their own songs. Get my gold on the sea. You're gonna play one of their own songs, and then they're gonna play Green Light. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you ready for the next question here? Sure. Oh wait, you have to. You have to ask me. Um, I could see. I don't know who. Like who? It needs to be someone who like likes wrestling, right? But like Josh Dumel does not have a band. Uh, yeah. Hang on. Who's a Who's a musician who likes wrestling? Wait, what about me? Chica plays yeah, WrestleMania. There, there we go. We That's go. my answer. There we go. 
Uh, this one comes to us from Danger Boy sixty nine four twenty, and he asks, "What is your guys' favorite WrestleMania?" And you can't pick the same one. Oh, uh, I when, whenever this question comes up, I usually say seventeen. Uh, and we were, did we watch it together last year? Mm, no, I watched it last year, and it was awesome. Uh, that Raven Big Show Kane hard. Oh, we we watched that together. Was it just that? Watched. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always say seventeen. Actually, maybe we watched the main event together too. I do recall. Didn't watching we watch WrestleMania seventeen together? No, we watched uh, WrestleMania two thousand. I think. Okay. Uh, bad track terrible. record of WrestleManias for us between five awful, and that. Um, but I'll I'll say I, I usually say seventeen here because uh, I feel like the card's depth like it has the most things that I'm interested in. It sort of really hit. It was one of the first ones that uh, you know I was allowed to buy at my parents' place. So that one comes to mind. Anyone? Mm-hmm. What comes to mind for you, Jamo? Uh, thirty. Yeah. You get Daniel Bryan in two great matches. Mm-hmm. The streak is broken while not a great match. It's something very important. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a big Daniel Bryan guy, obviously. So, mm-hmm. so WrestleMania 30 is a big one for me. 31's killer, too. 31 is very good. The thing is about 31 is that all of the matches are great, but the results are infuriating. Yeah, Orton over Rollins, uh, Taker beating Bray when it seems so obvious there. Um there's a few manias that I feel like are a little underrated. Like eighteen is one that that I really enjoy, and uh, and people don't talk about. So, so I'd say say some eighteen of those. is Rock versus Hogan. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Toronto. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have. There's a lot that I have just not watched. Sure, I have a big um, period where I was just gone. Obviously, right, right. right. Uh, so uh, you know, people talk about like twenty two. What's the main event of twenty two? It's twenty two, the one where it's like uh, Guerrero and Benoit. Mike, no, who what 24? is it? Uh, Cena Triple H. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound. Well, what's the what's the Guerrero Benoit one? Twenty. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a great main event. I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? But, and I've heard that that's like outside of the fact that it glorifies Guerrero and Benoit. Yeah. I mean, not nothing wrong with glorifying Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. Even though he lied, cheated, and stole Justin. Um, but I I've heard that that's great, and I haven't. seen It that. is great. Uh, Justin, let me move on to our next question here. It comes from our sponsor. I am Coke now at Coca-Cola LLC, and he asks, if you had a chance to make the best wrestling video game ever, what would you include in it? I'm just um, I'm just looking at the card right now for WrestleMania 30 in full. <laughs> That's good. So give me a Glad we're here. doing that question. Yeah. That's pretty good podcast material, yeah. Wikipedia shit. <laughs> we're on the next question. No, I'm just <laughs> looking it up. Um. Yeah, what, what do you, you find? You got the it? Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws, I which was not match. great. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro wins the Andre. I forgot that happened. Cesaro won the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. Yeah. He was, was he the first guy to do it? Yes. I totally had forgotten that. John Cena beats Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, that's a 22 and a what half What a disappointing match. result that is. But I thought oh, that match was good, though. It is a good match, but I remember just being really bombed. And in the Vicky Guerrero Invitational match oh, for the yeah. Divas Championship, AJ Lee yeah, defeated yeah, yeah. Oksana, Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, Cameron, Emma, Eva Marie, Layla, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Bella, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, and Tamina. The, I, and that's the last match that goes on before Daniel Bryan, Batista, and Randy Orton. Remember Tamina's micro push earlier this year? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Justin, chance to make a wrestling video game. What would you include in it? Um, obviously create a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I would I would simplify create a wrestler. Oh, okay, cool. I ahead. would get back to like the kind of CAW's cause, if you will. Okay. That we saw uh like in WrestleMania two thousand. Mm-hmm. I I miss like I miss 
I like it's cool that you can play a game today that looks real. Yeah. But I sort of miss like N64 era like block people. Innate shittiness. Yeah. I get that. Uh, because there's something that's like that gets to the essence of a character better in a way mm-hmm. than uh, just a complete approximation of them. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Uh, like you can sort of um, almost project onto them easier. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that uh, I'd like more hardcore items in the games. And yeah, let's like, bring back like uh, I think it's WWE Attitude. Okay. Which is made by Acclaim. All right. So before THQ in took between over. between THQ, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the N64. Uh, you could like pull a TV out of the crowd, yeah. and smash a TV over a guy's head. I want to be able to do like way closer to deathmatch stuff. I want saw blades. I want light tubes. I want oh, light tubes, man! Like hell yeah! Uh, I we're talking. This isn't a WWE game. This is just a wrestling best wrestling video game ever. So I would just make like every indie wrestler you've ever heard of done in okay graphics and the ability for like. Ultimate hilarious gymnasiums burning to the ground. Yeah, basically. I think yeah, that'd be great. Um, and just release it on N sixty four because, as you can tell, <laughs> nothing ever got better than Nintendo sixty four. Do you still have a six? Oh, I, I'm looking at your sixty four. It's not mine, but, but you have access to yes. N sixty four. There you go. I do have my own N sixty four too. I just don't know <laughs> wow, where it is look right who's now. Mr. Wealthy. Okay. Ah, uh, this one comes to us from Mike Noble, who is in the ring, literally or, sitting or to our, in the room, yeah. literally us. sitting to our right. He's touching my arm. Do you want to say hi, Mike? Hello. There. I said hi. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Mike's here. He uh, he asks, in honor of today being 316, what is your favorite catchphrase of all time? I feel like this is so corny and on the money to say, but I use oh hell yeah the most in my life from there on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, There's other ones that I've really liked. Bang, bang. It feels like iconic in ways to me, but, but I still say oh hell yeah to like every day. It, I, I'm in chats with both of you. Every day I say oh hell yeah. What about you, JMO? I mean, there's one uh, catchphrase that I probably use in my day-to-day life more than any other. Go ahead. And that is, uh, what? <laughs> Except you know that I don't actually say that. I say, beg your pardon. Yeah, you never say what. You always go, I beg your pardon? Or, <laughs> or uh, pleased to meet you. Uh, very, very... Uh, Justin lives his life as a 15th century paper boy. Uh, it's it's a very cool thing. I beg your pardon? I just was I was trying to make a joke about a common word, but I don't know. Did you see the newsies here? I don't say whatever. Beg your pardon? What? Pleasure to meet you, sir. Huh? Uh, yeah, no, what it would be, I mean, hardly counts, but yeah. sure, I do say the word. No. <laughs> say the word My wo- favorite catchphrase of all time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go with Ron Simmons. Oh, damn. damn! <laughs> what are some others, uh, James? For me, uh, every time Punk goes, it's clobbering time. That's that a good gets one. Me fired up. And I like the nerd reference. Definitely. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also enjoy Booker T five time. Five time. Uh, did you actually know that that punk, it's clobbering time, is not based off of the thing saying it? Really? No, it's off of uh, this old punk band has, I want to say, a record or a song called That That He Loves. It's not Operation Ivy, but it's one of those other SoCal See, early the fact punk that bands. he went on to write for Marvel Comics makes me feel like that's not true. Well, maybe. But he, in interviews, he would claim it to be that he got it from there for, for whatever uh, okay. that's worth. Okay. Um, how about Brother? No. <laughs> no. Why? You not love Hulkster? You love... No, I'm not incorporating anything from Hulk Hogan. Why you like him so much? Uh, I'm trying to think of like a rock catchphrase that's not. Yeah, if only he had a catchphrase. Yeah, but like they're all about like pussy, basically. What about uh, put your boot up, candy ass? I guess. 
if you smell. If you smell, it's pretty good. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, just bring it. It's a good one. Yeah, just bring it. It's good. It's just like, I'm trying to think about The Rock, and it seems like at least 75% of his catchphrases are like, I love to eat pussy. <laughs> Pie. <laughs> uh, Justin, our next question to us comes from, to us from at Duncan I don't know on Twitter. It's Duncan Space Force Liker, I don't know. And he asks, another serious question. Do you think Hulk Hogan will attend the Andre the Giant premiere? And if so, will he be officially be accept- will he be officially be accepted back by the majority of wrestling fans? Um, I don't think people want Hogan back. I think he'll be at the premiere. He probably will be. Uh, but no, I I maybe it's wishful thinking, but I don't think that the the wrestling community at large would would welcome him back, but maybe I'm an idiot. I mean, we talked about this last week they keep like floating it out yeah. that they're considering bringing him back. And it never is well received, and they don't do it. So that's yeah. I have to think that people do not want him back because I don't know personally. I don't. Nor I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're always talking about how you want him back. Well, that's off as, air. Justin. As a lover, though, not as. A, that's right. I miss yeah. having sex with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't miss anything. But although I'll tell you, his pillow talk was <laughs> out there. <laughs> Believe you me. Just our next question this week comes to us from Anders. La- oh wait, I think you read this one, right? Uh, yes. Hit me, baby, one more time. Comes just from Anders Lau, and it reads. Having just watched Almas Gargano at TakeOver, what is the most heartbreaking finish of a match? Was that one heartbreaking? Um, I was thrilled. Um, <laughs> I was. I was very happy on this one. Were you cheering for Gargano there? Yeah, of course. Wow. Well, there you go. I wanted Gargano Ciampa to be the title program at the WrestleMania TakeOver. Well, unfortunately, neither of them are better than all this, so that's not going to happen. Uh, heartbreaking. I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind, I, weirdly enough, wrestling results don't make me sad all that much. You just brought up that... Uh, John Cena beating Bray Wyatt at Mania. That one felt awful. Uh, even as recently as this year's Wrestle Kingdom, it, being in the building there, it really felt like this was going to be Naito's moment. And I, I definitely felt like a little let down by uh, Okada winning, but I, I liked the match. So I can't say that it was heartbreaking. Anything come to mind for you? Uh, yeah, there is one match in particular, which is not, it's, it's not like heartbreaking because, oh, I'm so invested in this guy. And I didn't get the result that I wanted. Sure, you know, uh, but it is—it's heartbreaking for uh, larger reasons. I okay, guess. and that is uh, Triple H beating Booker T at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, because like not only are we—it's a good one—like offered the tantalizing promise of uh, you know a a black WWE champion. Yep, that we've never had before. And if it is to happen, it should be Booker T, probably. Well, I mean, definitely. I yeah. mean, he, yeah, he was money for WCW. He, he's Booker T is weird because I don't think of him when I think of like great wrestlers, but his his career and resume definitely. He is a great wrestler, you know. He has greatness with. Though him. I guess that was for the WCW title. It wasn't actually the WWE. Yeah, but still, still, yeah, that's um, yeah, and it's like the whole program was. Triple H is a huge racist yep. who keeps saying racist things to this black guy who's going to hand him his comeuppance at WrestleMania. No, here comes the pedigree, And then bitch. the racist wins. Yeah. Well, hey, we, we learned a great lesson that day, didn't no, we, Justin? No, it's awful. It is awful, As man. a story and as a moment, it's like this could have been something special and you could not stand to let Triple H lose. Justin, our final episode. Episode. And that's heartbreaking. That's, I think yeah, that's a little heartbreaking. You know? yeah, yeah, 
I think. My heart's still broken. I mean, you could pick from bad WrestleMania wins by Triple H. Like, you you, you could pick yeah, some other. Brock one. Uh, uh, is that Mania? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my Lord. That was Sting. <laughs> like, there's there's a few. Punk. Just our final qu- the question this that's week. That's not Mania. Not Mania, but that. <laughs> I'll talk for 10 minutes if we talk about Triple H Punk. Our final question this week <laughs> comes to us from our guy. It's Doug Crap at Lorenzo Meow on Twitter. And he says, what gimmick would you add to the Brock Roman match to make it a thousand times better? And I think he's referring to this year at WrestleMania. As not a the gimmick one. match. Yeah, that's right. So maybe what step would you would you uh, add to this to add some excitement to it for you? I don't know that it needs anything. Yeah. The, the one that jumped out at me. Yeah. The, like the first thing that popped into my head, which is not a good idea, um, was first blood. But then I I don't want that to be the end because I want them to bloody each other up real good, you know? Yeah. Like maybe if there's a last blood stimulation, <laughs> whoever stops, whoever bleeding, stops bleeding, they're just like racing to bandages. <laughs> um, uh, that's because, yeah. I just uh, inferno. Yeah, maybe it's a death match. Okay, don't get me wrong. If they were just like, yeah, we're going to do a death match as the main event of WrestleMania <laughs> as between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, without it happening, it's already my favorite match of all time. Like, there's no there's no second place. That Brock's going to put Roman through a fucking wine cabinet <laughs> full of light tubes. I, are you telling me you don't want to see that? I do. Of course you do. Everybody does. Let's make it happen, folks. Hell so yeah. uh, that would be that would be it. Justin, that's it for our questions this week. Yeah, which means that's it for our show this week. Yeah. Um, kind of a weird one. I feel very low energy today. I'm sorry if uh, yeah. Was this? I, f- I feel like this was a weaker episode, folks. If yeah. you're if you're listening to this and you weren't satisfied, I apologize. This is not normally, uh, you know, the the way the hashtag good friends work. But you know, they can't all be total winners. Justin. Exactly. Uh, but if you come back next week, it will be another total winner. We promise. <laughs> I guarantee. I promise. Yeah. I, I give you the Josh Custodio. Guarantee. Yeah, I've just been so, I've been fucking exhausted this week. Yeah, dude, man. you're working your ass off. And you know what? Like, this is probably the worst fucking time that I could have lost an hour. Yeah, to daylight savings. I mean, that did happen six days ago. I know, but, but I'm still re- I'm still reeling. <laughs> still reeling from I'm the still 60 reeling. minutes. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> put you on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep waking up and thinking that it should be a good time of day for me to wake up, but but it's an hour later. <laughs> well, like that is how that works. Yeah, it's like I will. I would encourage you to never go to a different time zone, boy. That I will no <laughs> traveling, not for me. Not ever. I don't do it. Um. Oh, Justin, we got a question from Scoots Brodo that I didn't read. What? Yeah, I I know he sent one in. I may have forgotten to screenshot it. Here we go. I did pass it, Justin. Wow, we have one more question this week. What a jerk! It comes to us from the former lip ring haver, Scoots Brodo, and he asks. He has two questions. His okay. first one is, should he get a lip ring again? <laughs> no. I say yes. Lip rings are dope. Don't do it. But he used to have a former lip ring haver. And his second question is, Justin, you said last week that you're going to all in. This is what triggered it. You traveling. Yeah. But Josh said he wasn't so sure about going. What's the one thing that could be now announced that you would for sure book a flight? So I think that comes for both of us. And for uh, me, it's- The one thing that could be announced that I would for sure book a flight is- all in. <laughs> You're going regardless. I'm going. I don't need another card. I'm going. Uh, for me, it's CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk, even as an appearance, uh, a live appearance at All In, I would go. He doesn't even need to wrestle. And that's that's nothing short of that will get you to go? No, that isn't true, but I need to know some matches. Okay. I, I need an announced match. I, I saw Kenny Omega wrestle a singles match. It's just, man, I haven't had a vacation in like seven years. I've, I earned it, I yeah. think. Yeah, and Chicago's supposed to be dope. Yeah, you should come. You and Scoots agree. Scoots is going. 
Yeah, well. Wait, you don't want to hang out with him? Wow. <laughs> you called uh, him your favorite listener last week. I don't want to spend five days with Scoots, you know. <laughs> wow, wow. If he's still <laughs> listening to this episode, and I can't imagine anyone still <laughs> is. But, but if he is, boy, he's going to be fired up. That's uh, the name of my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> five days with Scoots. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a pretty good book. If I'm yeah, being I'm going to publish it later this year when I get back from Chicago <laughs> after hanging out with him the whole time. Because my hashtag good friend refused to come along. God damn you. Justin, is there anything else we need to touch on this week? Uh, I think that about wraps it up. Again, come on out to the penny. Watch Raw with me every Monday, 4 to 8. We even watch the second best show on television <laughs> as voted by Wrestling Observer Newsletter subscribers. <laughs> WWE experience. They love it. They love highlight shows. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best WWE show. We watch that as a little appetizer. Justin, will you be watching? bouche if you will. <laughs> Justin, will you be watching the third best weekly television program, uh, Being the Elite? Oh, I, I, I put that on on my cell phone. I oh. let people watch it at the bar afterwards. Oh, that's yeah. mostly what travel vloggers deserve, if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> Justin, if, uh, if you're a listener out there, I hope you have a, a lovely week. Uh, and I think we're heading into the weekend. It's going to be lovely here. So until you hear our voices next time, be hot, be spicy, taste great, because you're Curry Man! Titus Worldwide! I really got to see Annihilation this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be on Netflix like tomorrow. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about this, that they're doing like a quick, like from theater straight be- to yeah, Netflix. Yeah, because the studio, I think it's Paramount. Yeah. They were like, we spent all this money on the movie. And, yeah. Uh, and we don't believe in it. We think it sucks and no one's going to like it. Doesn't that just nuke Blu-ray sales? Yeah. It's like going straight from the theater. And to- Netflix stepped in and was like, eh. We really like this movie. Pretty good movie. And now we, it's getting uh, some rave we reviews. We think you're uh, really stupid for giving up on this thing. Can do that. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find uh, out. I got a friend in town from up north. Probably gonna go eat some oysters at an oyster bar tonight. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. And then um, I might see a movie in the afternoon tomorrow before I go to work. I love it. Yeah. 